had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparation for us to eat the Passover. When, where, do you, where do you want us to prepare it or prepare for it? They asked him. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters. And say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room? Where I am going to eat the Passover with my disciples. They will show you a large upper room, all furnished, make, make, make preparations there. Verse 15, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you, because I, I suffer, and before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until I it find its fulfillment in the kingdom of God. That is when Jesus will come again. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God has come. And he said, he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which I poured out for you. If you look at this scripture, on the day Jesus was going to be betrayed, Jesus called the disciples together. They expected to, to, to celebrate the normal Passover because the Jews are used to that. But on that day, it was not a Passover like they do. Jesus explained to them the meaning of Passover. He presented himself as the sacrificial lamb. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And we understand, therefore, when Jesus conducted this with his disciples, he said, This Bread is my body. It says, this wine is my blood. It did not say it looks like my body or it looks like my blood. It said to them, do this now from today, not as for your Old Testament rituals, but for the fulfillment of my coming again. He said severally while he was touching his disciples, I am the bread that came from heaven. Your father ate me. He said several times, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats me will never die. And we understand the fact, therefore, that communion is an instruction that comes from the Lord Jesus. But having said that, in the book of 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, the Apostle Paul laid down 
a principle to conduct communion. I have to let you know this because this is not just um, let me go and join them and take whatever they take. If you look at from church to church, ecclesiastical churches, Roman Catholic church, they have procedure that you have to fulfill before you take the, the communion. Anglican church, they have procedure. Christ at Tabernacle have procedure, but I will help you to understand it better. If you go from church to church, they have procedure. Some of the procedures are very rigid. Alright? The reason for rigidity is because the um, leaders of those churches do not want anyone to be a victim. Because communion can kill you. It can destroy you. As well as it can give you life. And you can be healed by it. And so, not everyone who comes to church can partake in this. Not everyone. Because the church is not full of born-again people. The church is full of some who are born-again, some who are still thinking of what to do. They haven't really decided to surrender to the Lord. And some who come because they are sent by the devil to try to destroy the work of God. Those are the three people you find in church. I think there is a great overlapping area of some who come with the intention of finding Christ. But because they have not truly submitted to Christ, they are influenced by those who Satan sent to destroy the church. And those are the people that get involved in backbiting, slaughtering people, assassinating people. They are not born again. The book of Jude tells you that. And so they become a victim in rebellion, in opposition, and all stuff. And Satan will punish them very, very badly. And the church cannot help them. Because when God visits his people, the blessings of God know who to locate. He said, when I see the blood, I pass over. And when the blessings of God comes, he checks your heart before he can manifest. Really, I would say that the heart that is for the Lord attracts blessing. The heart that have deviated from God attracts curses. So you have people in church, therefore they go from one predicament to the other because they have not truly given their life to Christ. And you have people who come to the church and they live a, a reckless life. They define their own sin according to their thinking and thoughts. You know, I will say to you that every man respects professions and careers. There is nobody who is not a lawyer who will wake up one day and go and buy the wig and then put on a black cloth and knock the door of a court and say that, I am a lawyer. I want to defend any criminal here. Nobody will just go and buy a stethoscope and go into the hospital and knock the door of intensive ward and say, I have some knife. I want to operate somebody. Nobody will pick those books and try to interpret it the way he thinks. Same thing with every career. But people come to church with the intention and understanding they come to learn, but some have made up their mind to what they think the church should tell them.
I hope you are following me. People like that will have a form of godliness, but they are never saved. Every wave of doctrine, they will be blown about. When they say Messiah is here, they will run there. Their life is always full of complaint because the spirit of truth does not live inside them. They could be involved with activities in the church. If a person is such, this table, he should not partake in it. That is why Paul, in his letter, observed in the church of Corinth that people that is, are supposed to be believers of Christ, who are supposed to live a life that is worthy of the Lord, people who are supposed to have given themselves to Jesus Christ and displayed their confession by the transforming power which affects the way a man behaves. He found out that they began to fall sick in church and they died suddenly. Terrible affliction came to the church of Corinth. Plague that could not be found among the heathen. And they began to die suddenly. Now when he examined it, he now found out that they contempt the Lord's table. Some of them are born again, but they have compromised their faith. And this scripture here is the reason why various ecclesiastical churches set up very rigid regulation. You have regulation as to qualification and you have regulation as to conduct. So consensus of God's church across the globe Anybody who is polygamous cannot come to communion. Are we together now? Anybody who lives in adultery cannot come to the table. Any sexual pervert, according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9. Let me read that. We come back to this. First Corinthians six nine. It says, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders. The next verse, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So if anybody claims to be a Christian and is involved in this stuff, he is not a Christian. I we together. Those who live in glass house do not trust them. A doctor will not go to the butcher's shop, soil his hand with blood and his gown, white gown, with, with um, feces. 
and then take the hands into the theater to operate on a man. You cannot come to a holy table with ungodly hands. It is dangerous for the person. In the morning, I shared something with you in full service. In New Cross. And here, I introduced it towards the end of the meeting. Colossians 3.23 It says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. In New Cross, because of the density, spiritual density there, the Holy Spirit allowed me to apply that to spirituality more. But here, because of the density I met here, the Holy Spirit would have me deal with something else for this house. But I told you, God said, whatever you do, and it means whatever you do, beginning from your relationship with him, to your relationship with one another, to your career and path of life you follow, to decisions on a daily basis that determines your eventual lives, to choosing career, to working under an organization, anything you do, to promising people, to talking with people, to the way you dress, to the way you appear, to the way you speak, do with your heart. Anything you launch out with your mind, you feel. You discover that the Bible is very good and very fair. Because in teaching you what you should do towards God, it disciplines your physical human life towards success. Negligence of that is consequential to utter failure that prayer could not redeem. It says, do everything with all your heart. Ask unto the Lord. That is what a Christian is. So you don't go into anything haphazardly in life. You take God along. You take Jesus into it. And you give it the whole shot. If you are conscious of this daily, and in everything you do, you will always please God, and not man. Therefore, God expects a standard of life from a believer. Paul said, whoever engages himself in civilian affairs cannot satisfy his commanding officer who sent him. A Christian must not engage in the act of sin because you nail Jesus to the cross again. A Christian must not live a life like other people because it is forbidden for you, having been cleansed, to go back into your sin because you will be like a man who went back into his vomit, the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 1, 
No, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. It says, as prisoners for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of what? The calling that what? You have received. <laughs> that is discipline in salvation. That's why those who are born again can just do anything. You can't do the things you see people do. The Bible says, get ye out from among them. Be ye separated. It says, conformity with the world is enmity to God. There are three spirits that influence or determine the thoughts of man. One, the spirit of the man. Two, the spirit of Satan with all his embodiment. And three, the spirit of God. Now, man is in the midst of these two spirits. Ephesians chapter 1, uh, chapter, chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 tells you and I that when you are not born again, you are under the elemental spirits. Either you believe it or not, it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact. You know, a man can be so intelligent that he believes that what are they talking about? It's not such a thing as force of gravity. It doesn't exist really. He only needs to go to a floor, a story about six or ten stories and jump out. When he jumps out, though he does not believe in force of gravity, but when he jumps out of a height, then the force of gravity will say to him, I exist. But he will not live to confirm that it exists. So are people who ignore the truth of the word of God. After death, they never live to have an opportunity to remedy it. This is the reason why you and I must know this. That if we are called to the house of God and the family of God, there is a behavior, a set of behavior, a set of way of thinking, a set of way of speaking, a set of way of behaving, that is expected of us by the one who died and paid the price with his life. And that's what it says, as prisoners of Christ. So we have no other ruler. Culture does not rule you. Society does not rule you. Of course, you don't have celebrities. Anybody who have a celeb or what do you call them, idol stuff, you are an idol worshiper. Fact. Fact. A Christian must be sensible. If any mortal man in any act becomes a role model to you and that act is not an act that is godly, then you sold yourself to the devil. You have become an idol worshiper. And God says that I have no other idol, no other God beside me. The God of Christians is Jesus Christ. Our role model is Jesus Christ. And if we copy anything in anybody, it has to be what we see him in God do. That's why no man can become your idol. You have subscribed to one man, that man, Jesus. Therefore, there's a life worthy of the calling that we have received. There is a life unworthy of the calling that we have received. 
So therefore, Paul, in his conclusion, in 1 Corinthians 11, ended up by saying, verse 25, no, verse 26, it says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. I love to expound on this briefly. Maybe two minutes. I read the word of God with intellectual understanding. When it talks about intellectual reasoning. That scripture says, whoever, which means no man is exempted. Either you are the Pope or the Bishop, General of Asia, Apostle, Prophet, Pastor, Teacher, Ordinary Member of the Church. We all fall into the same category. That's the first thing. But it says, whoever eats... And the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will. And that is the danger there. The word will means that it has become a law established. And in the letters of this law, are two categories of contraventions. Because the word, the bread, or the wine, the word or used to express the statement tells you there are two categories of contravention. If it says the, blood, the bread and, it means it's one contravention. But it says, if you take the bread or, the wine. You will be. So this means you are not guilty until you contravene. And you will contravene God in one or the other. Either you take the bread or you take the wine of communion And similarly, if you take the bread and the wine. What happens to a guilty man? It says, you will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus. So, the, the crime committed is guilt that comes from unworthy manner or taking the bread or the, or the wine in an unworthy manner. We have to understand what is, what is classified unworthy manner. And that is why I've taken all the pain to help you understand. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. You cannot be in Christ and be in the world 
you cannot be in Christ and also do libation of, you know, some culture. You cannot be in Christ and also appease to the fathers of some, some, in some culture. They say they are appealing to their fathers. Any, anywhere they do that, they are talking to demons. Because your fathers are dead and their memory is gone forever. They can do nothing. They can't help themselves where they are. Unfortunately, many of them are in hell. Are we together? So whenever you go in such culture, Satan set it up. That's the part of culture that they will set up. So that it can entangle man with idol worshiping all his life. And unfortunately, some Christians do that. Or would put libation to any respect for the forefathers that you do as an act is an idol worshiping. For if a man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Do we not remember our forefathers? We do. But when we do remember them, we must remember the good things they did. They cannot answer prayer. They cannot be prayed to. No dead person can be prayed to except the one who died and resurrected. No dead person. Mary cannot be prayed to. She died and her bones are waiting for resurrection. The mother of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, therefore. This scripture says, is guilty of sinning against the body. Look at the next verse. Then a word of caution, because it's in law. This next verse tells you and I that we can avoid the consequence of that act. In other words, we can prevent ourselves from committing that before God so that we will not be punished by God. And the remedy is this, or prevention rather, a man ought to examine himself before he eats the bread of the bread and drinks the cup. So when you come to communion service, it's not just come and eat. You must think. If you have unforgiveness, you cannot partake in this. If you are living in sexual sin, just exempt yourself. If you are a deceiver and a pejora, this is a dangerous territory. It is the only, um, I would say, it is the only, um, it, is on, it is the only bridge a man can commit and there is no pardon. There is no pardon. So, therefore, what should be to Christians is that if you have been reckless and communion happens, when you are given the opportunity to pray, you truly repent. Because you must not neglect the table. For those of you who are born again, if you are not born again, you must first give your life to Jesus straight before getting involved. But if you are born again and you discover that you have been walking about with dogs, people who are reckless in their attitude and defile the body, <coughs> after the Bible says your body is his holy temple, you just recklessly abuse it. You need to go to God and ask him for mercy. You need to go to God and say you are sorry. Because you cannot exempt yourself. So, you have to repent. Because why? You may leave this door and you just drop dead. And if you did not repent and you die, sorry, 
you know where you'll be going. I said, I was listening to one of my tapes. I was teaching you uh, in the month of June last year, this morning. And in that statement, I said that there are many born again in hell. Some people don't understand that. Many born again in hell. You see, Lucifer was created by God as a standard of his perfect power. Hmm? And he was assigned to be archangel. Archangel are the most privileged. They are the one who can come to the presence. Many angels in heaven don't go near where God is till today. I've been there several times, I can tell you. Not all angels go there. So archangels are the angels that God gave authority over other angels. Alright, so God created him by virtue of what he designed him to do. Alright? He was called Son of God. Isaiah chapter 14 tells us until iniquity was found in him. Ezekiel 28 tells us until iniquity. And Ezekiel 28 went further to say that you degraded yourself by your widespread trading. That is compromise. Alright? And Revelations chapter 12 tells us about the procedure of how he rebelled in heaven and all what not. And Genesis chapter 1, chapter 3 tells us how he showed up in the garden. Which became a snare for you and I until Christ was revealed. Therefore, the blood that saved us is the blood of God. We must not contempt it. We are bought with a price. We must make God proud. We must make God happy. Therefore, when you come together, a man ought to examine his heart himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. I think three more boys are over. Why? For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing or discerning the body of the Lord, eats what and drinks condemnation or judgment upon himself. So in other words, if anybody just thinks that, well, it's just bread, it's just wine, and you just you are living a reckless life, your life is nothing to write home about, what you do in your secret cannot be revealed in the public concerning you. There are acts in your life that you don't want people to know you with it when they come to church. But you can do those things in your secret place. Then, that person needs to repent. Because, if you don't, you will come under judgment. That means that, until you break the law, alright, you cannot be judged. But if you do break that law, judgment is passed at the instance of breaking. No remedy anymore. So therefore, a prevention can happen. You can repent before God. Repentance means you feel sorry for what you have done and you turn away from that wickedness and you banish it from your life. There are some relationships that some of you should not get involved in. I tell you all the time, in Christ's Tabernacle Church, 
Man don't make you. God make you. You have been with me, some of you, for many years. And we are testimonies. All of us who were with me for 20, 20 something years, we are testimonies. We are testimonies that the word of God is true. Because we knew what we were 27 years ago, 28 years ago, 30 years ago. We know where we are today. And we have not compromised. Apostle Williams could have gone to the world too. Make fame and big name. Bring them here all the time to milk you, to skin you while we share the money. Introduce you to every manner of seeds that the Bible did not speak about. Create the names for offering and put fear into you that you will give it only for someone to be getting richer. I will have done that like others. <laughs> Listen to me. I will have lied to you in the name of the Lord like many do today on television. Telling you to pay firstborn redemption offering. Every first month of the year, your whole salary, you bring it. People who are under them, they do religiously, yet God is not in it. Hmm? Seed before preaching to open the door. In the midst of preaching, seed for impartation. When I will give prophetic, prophetic seed. And put all the money together and just get away. But let me say this to you. That's why they don't see what I see. They can't describe what an angel looks like. I can tell you how many angels look like. They don't know where the road is to the throne of the Father. They don't know where the route is to heaven. I can tell you the route in heaven and places and where those things are located. Why? If you honor the Son of Man, He will honor you. If you live your life to fear God, God will honor you. When God honors a man, angels will serve you. Listen to me. Satan had got enough right. We have to kick him off the back of the church. Yeah. God loves you so much that you can never imagine he does. That's the reason why if you don't live the kind of life that is written you wound him so much. You wound him so much. Some of us, our nature will have grieved God so sorrowfully. Because the more he stretches his hand of love to us, and he boasts about us before his angels, the more we exalt man above his word, and the more we nail him to the cross. That has to stop. If a father has many children, if many of them decide to turn into their own wayward ways, at least if one decide to follow him, that father has one solace. You can be the one in this end time. I made up my mind. 
Hmm. I will not die a Gentile's death. It says you pass judgment on yourself and the final one says, This is why many among you are weak and sick and a number have fallen asleep. Let me read King James Version in that. That is the sentence. That is why among you, many among you, give me King James, just click King James, who is in that place? Somebody who understands that thing should please handle it whenever I'm speaking. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many slept. The word slept means died. Died. Communion can heal you, but it can kill you. Communion can bless you, but it can invoke us against you. This is the scripture. And this, you know what I love about the Bible is that, number one, the Bible is written to a literary man, not intellectual man. So God did not philosophize while he was writing, neither did he write it in some spiritual language. He wrote it in human language so that ordinary man can understand. But of course, if we have some knowledge of intellectualism, it helps us to understand better. But on the literary, we must understand what is the literal language is saying for us to be able to understand the application of the literacy. And this Bible, these verses we are reading is black and white. It's telling us one thing. If you call yourself a child of God, what do you have to show for it in your obedience? So therefore, a meeting like this is for us to examine our hearts. A meeting like this is for us to check all our lives we have lived. And a meeting like this is for us to identify if you have any weakness, something that you are doing or you hate it. Maybe you have struggled with it and you find yourself doing it again and again. So that if you truly in this presence approach God with such heart, He will give grace and you will be disconnected from that. Strength will come because your heart is connected. Are you with me now? No man receives from God who is puffed up before him. And when a man will humble himself and really go to his God and tell God, this is what I am. I'm so sorry. I hate this. I don't want this. Help me, Lord. Then strength will come. I would get that. Three weeks ago, I taught you about the love of God. How God's love is so much that even when we wander away, it is his love that chastises us and sets problems for us because he loves jealously. And when he gives us the trouble and those problems, and if you don't change, he will double it. If you don't change, he will temple it until he will break you. And then you look at yourself that, what am I doing here? Look at my others. And I will arise and I will go to my father. And I will say, Father, I have sinned against you and against your kingdom. 
I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. And while you are saying that the father is, father is preparing the angels, who will receive because he knows that he had gotten you anyway, gotten your attention by terrible punishment anyway. Hello? It is the love of God. But when you come, those of us who will not be obstinate to the place where we are so punished, those of us who will just hear the warning and break down in our hearts and ask for mercy, we will avoid unnecessary torture and punishment that can give us some indelible mark. Why should we suffer when we ought not to? But when we come to him, his arms are wide. He's not the one who says that, get away from me, you are in hell already. No, nobody is in hell until you die. No matter how reckless your life had been. A man who is not dead is not yet in hell. You may be going through hell, but you are not stopping there. <laughs> you know, terrible things that happen to people. Everybody say, I'm going to hell. Yeah, it may happen. But it's by God who loves you, who wants you not to lose your soul. But you know, the moment you say, I'm sorry, and you truly mean it, his arms are open to receive you before you ask for mercy. Let's go on our knees. It is a good thing that we have a beautiful place that we can kneel down and let's ask God for mercy. Can I just have only Brother OJ go to the keyboard? Ask God to have mercy on you. Confess to the Lord anything that you have been doing wrong. His mercy will save you. Ask Him for strength. This is the half of the year. Tell God anything you are doing wrong that hinder God from manifesting or having His way in your life Ask the Lord, have mercy on me. Tell Jesus. Father, ask for the cleansing blood of Jesus to cleanse your heart. We turn to you, our God and King, today. 
for the cleansing of our souls. Let the same mind who was in Christ Jesus be also in you. As Jesus submitted to the Father, and he commanded us to do the same thing, in John 17, we ask you for mercy. Renewal of our spirit and our hearts. Father, have mercy on us. Father, cleanse us. Only you, Lord, 
my heart yearns, my ocean deep, ocean deep, I cannot breathe like a deer and in forward my soul only you can heal my disorder. I had my heart my heart We receive mercy from your throne and strength to move in your power and grace as we celebrate your coming according to your instruction. Thank you, Father, for giving us the Son of God who died for us. Thank you for your resurrection power that works within us. Thank you for the grace of life and of knowing you, thank you for the privilege of being a member of your household. We join our faith with all your sons and daughters across the globe. Men and women who have made up their mind to serve you, the only true God. And ask together that may you strengthen your church on earth in this season. May the resurrection power of God descend upon all your sins on earth. May we rise up in a new power, O God, in this new month of July and become the solution to the suffering of masses in the world and become the direction to eternal life for many who are perishing, that through us they may know you, the only true God. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Let's rise up on our feet, please. Can I have the ministers? Can I have the ministers come around, please? I know it's a long day today because some of us haven't gone home since 7 a.m. Some of these, my ministers, come nearer to me and spread yourself evenly. The Bible says that the good day in their homes. You quite know where we are until I finish. 
serving you, then you grow up. I just have musical reset. We celebrate the death of Christ and rejoice strongly in his death. For if he did not die, we were hopeless. Salvation came by the death. Power came by the resurrection. Father, we thank you that grave did not hold you captive. And we thank you that today we can come together like this to celebrate your coming. come upon this bread as we proclaim your death to your coming may your proclamation never cease in our lips may we receive power today to operate in all the grace that is made available to us and may your purposes for our lives be fulfilled The body of Jesus Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this in remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Jesus was broken for you. Take this in remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. Take this in remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. And all together. Shed. Thank you for the miracles of healing we have seen. For it is written, And they pierced him in the ribs, and the blood and the water that came out of his body went for the healing of nations. In this house, we can say among mortal men that your blood works. By your blood, we have seen the blind see here, we have seen the lame walk, we have seen dead bodies raised. We have seen your hand in our meetings across the continent of the globe, proving that the blood is still potent. Lord, we bless your name, because you are not the one who shed your blood once and then it lost its potency. For giving us the privilege to know this mystery of God for this age, and number us among those who will carry the power that comes from the blood. That Lord, we do not say, they are Jesus anymore, but our Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. Sanctify this, O God, for the purpose for which you have ordained it. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. Mm. There shall be rain. <laughs> the blood of Jesus was shed for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. 
times the remembrance that Jesus died for you have been time for. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. I would love to hear that. Take this as you hold it in your hand, pray and ask God for anything you want Him to do for you, and then you eat it. Husband and wife, turn to one another and pray for your family, pray for yourself. This is an opportune time to ask God. You know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me when we just few minutes ago that do you know angels do not have this privilege? Angels don't do communion. So when angels see us do it, they all stand around us right now. They are marveled for the privilege we have, which they do not have. So celebrate it and thank God is the Prince of God. Ask God for anything you want Him to do for you. And then you take it. Does anyone need wisdom? Let him ask from God. Who gives you that reproach? Ask him for anything. Grace, power, gifts. Ask him concerning your career, your work, your family, your unborn children.
Where's the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, bless his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like that, sing like never before. Oh my soul, I worship Your Bless the Lord.
Shame to owe my Lord. 
No, 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 no. When you sign. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the bodies of my heart rolled away. It was dead by faith, I received my I'm not ashamed to oh my love oh, to defend his God. Man, the heart, no song, his word, the glory of Before we pray over the oil, the Holy Spirit told me to give you this scripture. Romans 8, 1. Write it down to 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for you who is in Christ Jesus. For because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life sets you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirits. By the com- communion tonight, the union tonight, God activate that power inside you. Yeah. That you will not yield to the sinful nature anymore. You know, God has been dealing with this with us for the past three days. The second scripture you write down is Galatians 5. Write it down. Verse 1. It says, it was for freedom, or it is for freedom, that Christ has set you free. Then it says, stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again, or subject to the yoke of slavery. Second Corinthians 5.17. Are you writing down what I'm giving you? Second Corinthians 5.17. These are spells that you are casting tonight. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, is what? A new creation. All things are passed away. All things have become what? 
All this is from God, verse 18, who reconciled you and me to himself through Jesus Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the whole world through himself to himself in his son, not counting men's sins against them, and he has given us the message of reconciliation. You know something I love so much, the next verse. We are there for what? Who are you? Who are you? Look at me. This is Ambassador Alfred Williams. What about you? We are Christ's ambassadors. My, oh my. The Lord told me to give you these scriptures, that you write them down, go home and read over them again to understand deeper what the Lord had done for you. And that which God had done today, we will not undo it. Our spirit has been challenged over the past few weeks. We are going to go for this month. Don't worry about the news you hear around. The battle is fierce. Some lights are flicking in the midst of the darkness that have come over United Kingdom. And in due time, light will overcome the darkness. And every form of confusion and uncertainty will be done away with. But remember, in the midst of the confusion, my people will enjoy words. That is my portion. That is your portion for the season that we are living in. Do we have anyone worshiping here for the first time? If you come in here for the first time, please wave your hands. We have a little gift to give you. Did you invite friends? Put your hands together for them. Please, please rise up on your feet. Let the church welcome you. Today is the last day of our three days. Remember what is this month? And what is the scripture? Ephesians 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of <coughs> revelation so that we may what? Know him better. As Second Peter one three goes with that. Shall we do it together? For life through. So if you add Ephesians together with Second Peter, you will recognize that nothing stops your success, both in God. And in the things of this world. Let the name of Christ. Prevail in your lips. Do not give glory. To anyone. Except the son of God. Don't allow your heart to be troubled. Don't allow confusion to rule you. Because in everything. God is working. For the good of everyone who loves him. Let's stand up and pray. 
I want to pray into your oil. Bring out the oil that you came with. Shall we pray? Our God and our King, in the beginning you said unto Moses, take the oil and anoint Aaron and his sons so that they may serve. And by the anointing of oil, a transcendent power came upon Aaron to fulfill divine mandates. That is a principle. In the book of James, you said, if anyone sick, let him call the elders, anointing them with oil. The prayer of the saints shall heal the sick. And if they have committed sin, it shall be forgiven for effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. Have great power in his effects. That is a principle. That by anointing, transcended power to heal shall take place. Lord, you said unto Samuel, take the oil and go to the house of Jesse and anoint his son. That he may rule over Israel. And when he was anointed, the Bible tells us, the transcendent power of kingship came upon an ordinary man. Really, when Samuel anointed Saul, the Bible says, and God changed the heart of Saul, because the old heart is not the heart of a ruler. I know, Lord, by the laying on of hands, unction is transferred, and men are charged. By the anointing of God, Divine manifestation and unction from heaven fall upon Canaan and causes him to operate in a divine power that will fulfill the purposes of God. You have done so many great things among us by the anointing. Now a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. By this anointing I declare I shall be opened. There are people who have never had encounter of an open vision before. 
And whenever we talk of open vision, they wonder, how does it feel? By the anointing of today, Lord, let the spiritual eyes be open to the realm of the Spirit. Let the book of Acts, chapter 10, from verse 1 to 25, be fulfilled. In verse 1 to verse 5, he recorded there was a man called Cornelius, a centurion in the regiment of the Roman army. He said, at three noon, while he bent his knees to pray, he saw openly, vividly, an angel standing before him. Not in a dream. He said, he distinctly saw an angel. My God, you changed his sight, and he saw into the spiritual realm. And an angel spoke to him. If it happened in the past, it will happen again this month. It will happen again this month. It will happen again this month. By the anointing of tonight, O God, as we kneel down, our eyes shall be changed. Lord, the angels that you have sent to work with us shall become visible. The angels that you sent to give instruction that will bring direction shall be made visible. Further on in that chapter, up to verse 12 down to 25, it says, Another man was nailed down the second day at 12 noon. And as he was praying, he went into a trance, which is different from an open vision. My Lord. And in the trance, he saw a vision. Where you spoke to him. Lord, I have testified among your people about my encounters to heaven. And my encounters when you spoke with me. Lord, let it be the testimony of everybody in this house. In this month of July, the oil that is poured upon the head never remains in the head. It goes to the collar. The oil you pour upon me, let it come upon them. The oil you pour upon me, let it come upon them. The oil you pour upon me, let it come upon this house. Father, because this is the month of divine revelation, for every Canaan there is a prophet, for every word of a prophet there is an angel attached or assigned. So it is written, Bless the Lord you his holy angels who obey his bidding. I declare in accordance with the word of God in the book of Exodus 23 that in this month of July the Lord will send his angel to go ahead of you. The angel of destiny shall go ahead of you. They will guide you and lead you to the place that God has prepared for you. The Lord will protect your heart and mind that you will not follow the misleading of demons. The Lord will grant you discernment in your spirit to be able to divide between the spirit of the flesh or the voice of your flesh from the voice of the spirit of God. Your destiny shall be fulfilled. Every relationship and association that is organized by the devil to extinguish you or to hinder your race in God or to hinder you from fulfillment, may God cut it off. Every son and daughter of this house all over the world, I pray in this July, every relationship that the devil has set up and connected with us, high and small, 
with the intention of shipwrecking us, stagnating us, or disconnecting us from you, the only true God. In your holy anger, destroy them. Father, out of your wrath, disconnect them. As day and night never mix together, it shall be between us. Lord, there are messages you send to announce destiny. When the prophecy had been spoke for 4,000 years and it had to be fulfilled, you sent a messenger called Gabriel. And he made an announcement and then it was manifested and you came. There are angels that you send who are helpers of destiny. They are the ones who move the heart of men to help other people and root destiny. Father, as we go on to the end of this year, by your Holy Spirit, lead everyone in this house and everyone hearing my voice all over the world to those you have ordained to be helpers of destiny. Father, connect us with people who matter. Disconnect us with people who are reckless. Disconnect us with people who can hinder us. The Bible says, iron sharpened iron. Oh my God, my God, my God. Because man can only see with his two eyes, as he cannot see unless you open his eyes to see what is going on around. People that Satan will set up, who will behave as if they are looking for a good, but they have been machined by the devil to a downfall. Father, may you disconnect us completely. May you put a wall of fire around and on them. Father, may they not have access to our families. May they not have access to our marriages. May they not have access to our children. May they not have access to our grandchildren. Father, in these last days of deception, may the Lord surround this house with His holy fire. May the Lord surround this people with His holy glory. May the Lord surround this people with His holy presence. We will not be allowed to live a life that we will regret. You said, ask, seek, and knock. For what we ask, we receive by faith in the name of Jesus. And that which we seek, we will find in the name of Jesus. And as we have knocked today, doors are open from tomorrow. I say, as we enter tomorrow, doors shall be open. As we enter tomorrow, gates shall be lifted up. He will go before us and bring down the gates of bronze. He will come to the bars of iron. He will give us the treasures of darkness and the riches stored in secret places. In the era of expectation, there will be manifestation. In the era of long waiting, there shall be solution in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Because you are made righteous by the blood of the Lamb, you enter a new dawn tomorrow. It shall be called the dawn of fulfillment of expectation. Your expectations shall not be cut off. People that the devil are taking away from you, who God ordained for you, the Lord begins to bring them back. Whatever the devil has robbed of you all the years, I declare by the dawn of tomorrow, you begin to be restored in there. The Lord will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. The Lord will restore your boundaries that the enemy has taken. Those that the devil has sent to pursue you shall be discovered and they shall run back before you. 
every threat before you shall be threatened by your God. The Lord will send his hornet ahead of you. Yes, sovereign Lord. As this church has risen on the seventh month of 2016, it shall come to pass that the enemy will not be able to weaken our strength anymore. This is the house of power. So receive power in the name of Jesus. This is the house of mercy. Receive mercy in the name of Jesus. This is the house of glory. Receive glory in the name of Jesus. May the glory of God go with you. May He distinct you from among the nations. Oh Lord. Lord, can a man get water from the rock? Can a highway be made in the desert? Can there ever be road in the midst of the sea? You are the one who spread the firmament like a canopy. By the blasting of your nostrils, the waters congealed. And you made a pathway for your children in the sea. I say, as we go from now into the years to come, looking up to your coming so shortly and so soon, Father, may you blast the breath of your nostrils before us. Let the sea before us be parted. May their waters congeal. The sea that drowned the enemy shall give way for us to pass. It will walk through the midst of danger. Father, at our sight, danger shall subside. For our sake, you will save many lives. If we move in the place that is set up for bombing, at our presence, your angels will demobilize the people. If we walk to the midst of people who have been assigned to kill, at our presence, the Holy Spirit will arrest their hearts. Father, the marking of the King shall be upon us. The marking of the King shall be upon us. Every day of this month, there shall be testimony here. Your name shall be glorified. May the unction of your presence come into this oil. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The instrument of practice that your people brought today is a contact point to their careers and profession. Is it not your promise that I will open the heavens and the storehouse of my bounty. We did not know there is a store in heaven. There are many stores. One of them is called the storehouse of bounty. In the book of Deuteronomy 28, you revealed to us that that storehouse is full of rain. Not the rain that you send seasonally, but the rain you send upon the hands of your children.
And you said by your eternal order, I will send the rain to bless the works of your hand. That which your children hold in their hand, Lord, let heaven be open and send your rain upon them. Lord, that which they hold in their hand, let the heaven be open and send your rain upon them. Father, you said whatever we do, we prosper. Everything that they have set their heart to achieve, let grace of prosperity descend upon them. Our God and our King, when you called Solomon, David gave Solomon the key. And we received that key from Jesus that we operate here. So, as you work for Solomon, and you bless him so much, to the extent that mortal men wonder how this man was blessed. So tonight, let your blessing come upon your household. As the prophet prophesied to that little verse of oil, I say, that that which you have in your hand today, the Lord will take you to the highest point of it. I say that the ideas that you have not in your heart, which you have begun to run, you call it a company, you call it a business, from this hour, the Lord take control of that business. The Lord sits as the chairman over your business. The Spirit of God gives you insight to make money and open the doors of favor for you to make money. Every expectation in your business shall be realized. God will raise men. God will raise his angels. And they will bring you to the expected end. Your little vats of oil shall feed nations. According to his covenant in chapter, chapter 28, verse 12 of Deuteronomy. The Lord will bless you. And you will be head and not be tail. According to the follow-up in verse 13, you will always be on top and never be beneath. Every attitude and way of thinking that pull people down, may they vanish from your brain. I say every way of thinking and attitude that hinder people from going forward, may the Lord kill them in us. As Christ would think, in every occasion, may we be able to access into it. So that your thinking and decision shall be accordance to the will of the Father in heaven. You will be blessed when you go out. You will be blessed when you come in. The Lord will bless you and bless everything that you lay your hands upon. Blessings will pursue you and overtake you. Until you shall become extremely wealthy. Your wealth shall be used for the propagation of the gospel. Your wealth shall be used for the demonstration of the love of God. You will be so wealthy that you will be able to redeem nations. If the Lord tarries, according to the Holy Word of God, you will be so wealthy in this house that you will be the solution to the cry of the heart of many unto God. Father, we thank you for the seventh month. You told us about this month in the month of January, on the 1st of January. And we bless your name that our eyes have seen it. Our eyes that have seen the beginning shall see the end. Father, our eyes that have seen the beginning shall see the end. You said my house should be called a house of prayer. Prayer will never cease in this altar. Oh Lord my King, we will never be tired of praying to you. We will never be tired of seeking your face. 
Lord, the spirit that walked through Christ, it shall saturate everyone. Both our young, our old, and our children unborn shall be fired up by the spirit of Christ. So shall it be. And so it is. Somebody said, oh my God, I wish I had found this house all these years. Now you found it. And the cry of your heart is answered tonight. Now you found it. And everything that you have lost in the past are restored in this month. Now you found it. As it is that the wind blows wherever it wills and no one can determine where it's going, Satan will never be able to guess your life any longer. Man will not be able to hinder your life any longer. Father, we thank you. The eyes that see, the ears that hear, and the mouth that speaks. Hey, may the ears of all members of this household hear your voice. Oh Lord, no one belongs to a country without wanting to visit it before returning home. My King and my Lord, heaven is quicker to us than cities of this world. It takes an angel a touch to touch the eyes of man and you find yourself in heaven. It takes the mercy of the Father to say, bring him and show him things. Bring him up hither, that he may see the hidden things and mystery. My God, that love which you have extended unto me to see, let it be lavished upon everyone in this house. Oh, my King, heaven is a place you do not need visa to go, but you need mercy and grace. Oh, my God. The Bible says, after Uzziah died, Isaiah saw a vision, because you said, open his eyes. And he saw the throne of God, and he saw God lifted high, and he straight filled the temple. And he heard the voice of God say, Who shall go for us, or who shall we send? And he said, What is me? My eyes have seen, O oh God. That grace, that love from the heart of the Father that says to a person, You angels, bring him up hither, that we may show him what we have. Let it come upon everyone in this household. My king, unless the Lord build the house, the labor in vain. Lord, this house is yours. And we thank you that our labor will not be in vain. On the day when we will see you face to face. Our God, when our life shall go out of this body, we will see you Jesus first. Before we see death. We will sing the song of praise into eternity. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Jam your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. If you came here sick tonight, you are made whole. I say, if you came here sick tonight, you are made whole. Let's take our seats, please. <clears throat> I think I will call. Where is Pastor Tayo? Please come and take our offering. Hallelujah forevermore. Wow, wow. I am blessed tonight. The oil you have in your hand, anoint yourself with it.
take from somebody who has around you and anoint yourselves. Thank you. 